Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this, growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, then in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is kind of backtrack a little bit concerning this question that we have been looking at, and the question is this. (laughs) What happens when Jesus shows up? Right? What happens when Jesus shows up? And he is showing up. He showed up, and we've been looking in the Gospel of Mark at some of the Situations that have been recorded concerning him showing up and what he did when he showed up, he is doing still, and in fact, in a very significant way in world history right now. We are living in the day and the age in which God has chosen to make his presence more profoundly and significantly known because he loves us. (laughs) He loves us and he wants us to know him. Not just know about him, not just hear things from other people, but to really know him. And so he is dialing up, so to speak, magnifying his presence so that we get to know him. And to know him is to love him. And he is the one who is drawing us. Jesus said, when he is lifted up, when he is exalted, when we exalt him, As we do, he literally draws us to him by the Holy Spirit. Our Heavenly Father draws us to Jesus by virtue of the Holy Spirit. We are propelled and drawn. Our position in life is to cooperate, to obey, to yield, to go along with this unique relationship that involves us being born again supernaturally, having his life in us, not just us having a polished up old version of who we were, but to literally be new. And he provides that for us and he does it supernaturally. We don't do it to ourselves. It's something that is done to us and it happens as a result of us placing our faith in Jesus. He literally imparts to us 
something that we can't generate on our own. It has to be given to us. But praise God, he has made the way for that to take place. And we're looking at the path that he took in getting to that place that secured for us citizenship in the kingdom of God and relationship with our Heavenly Father. Praise God. There is no longer a need for there to be a division or just some sort of religious exercise that we try to go through in order to get to God or to try to explain God. He's quite capable of explaining who he is and showing us who he is. In fact, that's what we're seeing take place more and more and more these days, and we're going to continue to see it take place more and more and more. (laughs) That's really good news. And yet, on the other hand, there is a serious side to this, because on the flip side of it, when things are revealed on a positive note, there's also an understanding that the opposite is revealed as well, and that's things that come between us and God. He shines the light on those things. And if we are joined to those things and we are married, so to speak, to those things and we won't let go of them, their path where they lead, the path that they are on, those things, is called death. And death is a process. It's a progressive thing. Consequences to the acts that we do that are wrong lead us further and further into death, the realm thereof, where there is no presence of God, as it were, absence of presence of God, death. Well, Jesus overcame death and provides for us eternal life, but it's through faith in him and then obedience to his word. That's one of the ways that we know that we are born of the Spirit is when we obey what Jesus tells us, what he gives for us to not only be, but also to do. And so, what Jesus did, he's still doing. So it's important for us to look at what he did and how he went about things, because as we follow him, that is how we will go about doing things. And so, in Mark chapter 10, We've already looked at it, but we're going to go back over it because I want to express a very important point concerning what what happens, man. What happens when Jesus shows up? And once again, thank God he still shows up. He is revealed. He's not just dead or some religion that we do because we want to be good and do good stuff and be in a good club so that we can say that we are. Nah, it's not like that. We are born into a family, and that's the family of God, and we are supernaturally born by us placing our entire life into the care of Jesus. We give him everything, and he gives us everything. Mark, chapter 10, verses 32, 33, and 34. Jesus and his disciples were on the road that went up to Jerusalem. And Jesus was leading them forward. (laughs) The disciples were filled with wonder and amazement at his bravery. 
but those following along with them were very afraid. As they approached the city, he took the twelve aside privately and told them what he was going to do. He said, I want you to know that we are going to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be handed over to the ruling priests and religious scholars, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Romans. And they will mock him, spit in his face, torture him, and kill him. But three days later, he will rise again. Now, that particular portion of scripture really gives us a picture of what Jesus does when he shows up. When Jesus shows up, he goes straight to the point. He had a mission, and there was nothing that was going to dissuade him from accomplishing that mission. And that mission was not an easy thing. And sometimes we in life have difficult things that we need to do. And previously, we may have been the type of person that just either tried, failed, and said, that's not for me. Or you've never tried because you said, I'm just not that type of person. Can't do it. However, when following Jesus, and we've reached those difficult points, he is capable of leading us beyond our own lack and brings us into a place of dependency upon him and his strength, and he provides it for us. Jesus is our example, and Holy Spirit is our guide and our helper. He is now what Jesus was then. He is the manifestation of God on planet Earth, and he is one who dwells within us and comes upon us and surrounds us, leads us. His presence manifests the presence of Jesus because that's his mission. He loves to reveal Jesus because when Jesus is lifted high, people are drawn to him because Jesus is marvelous. Now, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and he explained why. He was going to lay his life down as a ransom, as a paid in full sacrifice. He was going to be the Passover lamb, the sacrificial lamb. The lamb of God was going to be slain and Jesus was on his way to do it. And he was leading away up the side of a large hill, about a 15 mile walk uphill from below sea level up to 2,600 feet. So about 3,600 feet from 15 miles going up. That's about a 35, 40 degree pitch. That's a pretty steep pitch. And Jesus was leading the way. And his disciples were amazed at his bravery, but other people were really Take it back, man. They, <laughs> they were actually afraid. Have you ever seen someone who's really intense and intent on doing something and they give that air about them that what they're going to be doing is something very significant? You better watch what's going on because this is going to be really important. I have. 
I've been in the military, and I've seen some commanders that really commanded attention. The look on their face, the look in their eyes, the way they carried themselves, you didn't have to say out loud that they were a colonel. They didn't have to tell you at all. Just by virtue of the way they carried themselves, there was an air about them. Jesus had that, and Jesus has that. And he can give that to you. He can give that to me. He gives that to us. When Jesus shows up, he gives us the strength and ability to go forward to face things that are difficult. And there are difficult things in life to face. Some of you are facing them right now. And the temptation is to give up. Just to throw the towel in and say, forget this. This is too hard. Well, think of where Jesus was headed. He was headed to the cross. Literally, he was headed to a place where he was going to be tortured, mocked, spit on, beaten, deprived of sleep, lied about. And all the while, he wasn't going to defend himself. He was going to lay his life down as a ransom because he had joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. It says that for the joy that was set before him, Christ Jesus endured the cross. That joy, that joy was relationship. That joy was relationship with our Heavenly Father, His Heavenly Father, with God the Father. Relationship with Him was going to be, once again, in that elevated place that He had enjoyed previous to coming to earth. He was going to be reunited in that fashion. And He was excited about that. But also, He was excited to have a bride. He was excited to have you in his life. You becoming what's known as the bride of Christ. Now you say, oh, I'm a man. Ah, get over it. Understand that what we're talking about is something much larger than what we see in the area of male and female sexuality on earth right now. The Bride of Christ is going to be a collective demonstration of people, not just one singular person. We're going to be connected to him like a bride is connected to the bridegroom. And he's going to penetrate us like a bridegroom penetrates his bride, but it's going to be by the Spirit. We're going to be penetrated to a depth that we have not been penetrated to before because he is going to consummate this relationship and we are going to be uniquely his forever. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I don't know, it makes me a little uncomfortable to hear that. That's because our minds are polluted with perverted thoughts. It's actually a very pure thing. The whole aspect of our makeup as people is a symbol of what takes place spiritually. Circumcision of a male penis is meant to be an indication of what goes on in our heart. We get circumcised in our heart. The flesh is taken away from our heart. What we do with our genitalia is important. What a man does with his penis is important. That's why circumcision gives us an understanding that that thing just doesn't go any old place. It's meant to go into the Holy of Holies like the high priest. Same thing goes with a woman's genitalia. It's not meant to receive just anything. It's meant to receive the high priest coming into the Holy of Holies. It's a picture. 
It's a picture of Christ coming in, but it's not meant to be perverted, and we've become perverted. That is really the way it's supposed to be. And Jesus knew that on the other side of the cross, he was going to have a bride. And the bride is going to be taken out of his side, just like Eve was taken out of the side of Adam. But this was going to come out as a result of the sword going into his side, the spear, and everything coming out. That was the birthing of the bride of Christ coming out of the side of Jesus. So he had a mission set before him, and he was not going to be dissuaded. And he gives us that same ability. We need a fresh visitation of Jesus in our life. You need a fresh visitation of Jesus in your life. It's not just a one and done thing in life. Well, that was 25 years ago I met him. Haven't talked to him since. But I'm born again. Well, I won't debate you. But come on, man. A fresh revelation of Jesus a fresh sense of his presence. What happens when that happens? He empowers us. He gives us the ability to do what he not only did, but what he does now. He gives us the ability to do that. There are things that are set in front of us that are difficult. They're hard, man. They're hard. And we can't do them without help. But here is the good news. There is help. We don't have to do it alone. In fact, there are some things that are impossible for us to do. That's what God has called us to do, the impossible. So, well, my relationship that I'm in is impossible. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now maybe God can get involved. You've seen what you can do with it. Now, let's invite Jesus in, shall we? Let's let Jesus become part of the equation. Enter Jesus in a fresh way. Not 25 years ago, Jesus. Right now. Jesus, right now. That Jesus that went to Jerusalem. He went, as the old saying goes, he ran to the roar. He didn't run away from it. He ran to it. There are people that are going to do all kind of crazy stuff. But you know what? People are people. The same people that shouted Hosanna were the same ones that said crucify him. People are people. So to get really wound up by the amount of people that we got in our lives isn't really that much because people are people. Have you ever looked around? You're one of them. People are people. One day you're one thing, one day you're the next thing. Until. Until. Until we meet Jesus. Then we change because there's a change that happens within us. We become supernaturally born of the Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. When you are born again. Praise God. So, difficult times. What happens when Jesus shows up? He goes and faces them. Because on the other side of them is something really significant. On the other side of your difficulty, really, 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 really. One more. Really. There is really, <laughs> really something that is far greater than you have experienced yet. And the only thing between you and that is some difficulty. It's not just you going up to it and then halfway in it, it's going through it. Jesus didn't just go halfway to the cross and say, ah, no, 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 no. 
Not this time, folks. Fool me once, fool me twice. No, 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 no. No. There was no joking here. He was going to do it, and he did it. That's the beauty. He did it. He accomplished something. Some of you haven't really accomplished anything that you've ever started out to do. You've never completed it. You have a history of doing things halfway. Isn't it time to stop that and actually do something all the way? Well, it's hard. Well, yeah. That's what makes it good. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Praise God. So, what happens when Jesus shows up? He goes toward the problem. He addresses it, brings a solution, and gets on the other side of it. And he calls us to do the same thing and gives us the power to do it. Once he got on the other side of death, it couldn't touch him anymore. <laughs> Once you get on the other side of your problem, that thing can't touch you anymore. Aren't you sick of it circling back around? How many times you got to face it before you realize you're not going to get beyond it until you do go through it? Or you die on the other side of it. Ah, no. Jesus comes to help you walk through it, and you get to walk through it together. You might feel like you're alone, but you're not. You get to be in a place where you depend on God like Jesus, depend on his Father. Impossible for him to do, to face something like that. But he was empowered. He gives us the strength. He gives you the strength. When Jesus shows up, he gives us the strength to face our difficulties and get through them, not just up to them. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you bring us through, just like you brought Jesus through. You bring us through. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would empower us. Empower each of us. Lord, empower us and reveal to us Jesus. Holy Spirit, show us Jesus. We want to see Jesus. We need to see Jesus. We need his touch on our life. Please touch us with the touch of Jesus. A fresh touch of Jesus on our life. And we thank you for it. I know that this is a complete point of interest in your purposes, Jesus, for you to be revealed by Holy Spirit. And so we stand in agreement and invite that to be a reality in our day today. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase letters. Lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We will get back in touch with you. We would once again look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, 
God bless you. Adios, amigos.